Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FNF podcast. I am your mayor of Chatmandu for today and uh, this week we are going to be doing our um, play of the season so far for each Premier League team. Um, Alex has passed a late fitness test and was able to join us. You'll be glad to know. So Alex, have you recovered? Are you, are you feeling better? Uh, I am feeling better, yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm sticking on the old uh, water tonight and obviously in a carving glass. Um, just to make sure that I stay, stay fit and healthy, I recover properly, you know. Good though, yeah. Can't mess with health, but uh, at least you're reminding yourself of the boozer. Um, Ewan, how are you? Are you well? Good uh, to have Alex. Yeah. Oh uh, well, so-so, isn't it? It's like uh, you get worse opinions, but you also get someone to shit on, which is always fun. <laughs> Do you need someone uh, to ask shit. my dad. He enjoys that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and for those of you on YouTube, uh, I come to you from Man City Open Top Bus Parade, which I think will be um, will will be set for another one this year um, if COVID allows it. After they spanked defending champions Liverpool four one at the weekend, um, Alex, you come to us from the land of pixels. Where where are you and why? Um, so I do. I come from Turf Moor. If you can't tell. Uh, Partly because I know I missed away days and this Burnley was the first ever away game I went to. 2-1 loss, Kevin Phillips scored, Neil Clement gave away a penalty with a handball. You know, classic baggy trivia from 2007 if anyone wants to know anything yep. else. That's what they're here Jonathan for. Jonathan Greening was playing, The only I think. football trivia that Alex knows. Jonathan Greening was playing, I know that. We were probably quite good. There's another big game of Jonathan Greening playing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you and, you he didn't just, actually play, but uh, <laughs> he was on the bench. <laughs> uh, you just seem to be uh, lapping up the sun, you and taking it all in. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I am risking the ten years in prison, and I've I've gone on holiday, and I'm joining you uh, from yeah. Portugal. Uh, Very uh, nice. You and yeah. Fabrizio uh, Romano. Now that the transfer window is yeah. closed, the lads, 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 taking a bit of a vacay <laughs> until uh, until the summer. Apologies. Uh, but yeah, as I say, we'll be doing uh, today. We're doing the player of the season for each Premier League team. Um, each of us will put a name forward, and we'll do our very best to agree on one. Uh, you can't promise that, cause you know what we're like. Uh, so yeah, starting off with Arsenal, um, a pretty mixed season for them, but definitely been some decent performers, especially from their young players. Uh, Alex, who have you gone for as their player of the season so far? So, this might be a bit of an outside one, but I figured you guys are probably both going to go with uh, Bukayo Saka. But more than anything, I just wanted to make sure that this person's name was in with a shout. So, I went with Tierney, because I know he's not played, like, consistently throughout the season because he had the odd injury and stuff. But, I think whenever he's played, they've always looked better. And especially when he had that, like, big runner form and he scored that bloody beautiful curler against the Albion as well. Um, I do think he's definitely, like, someone who... As a shout for it, I know maybe he's not been as good as Saka, but defensively as well, he looks pretty solid. And he just he just brings something to the rest of the team, I think. And he performed well against West Brom, so... Uh, the only but, Arsenal game Alex has watched this season. Uh, no, I've watched Arsenal Villa as well, so... <laughs> and I watched um, Arsenal Brighton. Yeah, you and do you agree with Tierney or have you gone for someone else? Uh, yeah, I think Tierney's been good. Lacazette's actually had like a, a fairly good season, especially as of late. Started off a little bit slow, but he's been been good. Um, Gabriel uh, was good in the first couple of months, but I think he's had a few injuries, which has sort of put him out of this question. 
Uh, I think Saka is the obvious choice. However, I am going to uh, put a name out there. And this isn't necessarily who I would go for. I'd probably go for Saka. However, uh, when you look at Arsenal, it's not just the Premier League that's important. And they were absolutely phenomenal in the Europa League. Um, And Nicolas Pepe is actually could be in with a shout. He got four man of the matches in the Europa League, three goals, three assists in the six games. Uh, he hasn't been amazing in the league, but uh, he's done okay and got some important goals in the Premier League. So I think that he could definitely uh, be within a, within a shout, especially considering uh, a lot of the season has been quite poor. Mm. Well, recently he's, he's picked up a bit, to be fair. He scored a few goals in the league like last yeah. month yeah. or so. Yeah, I quite like the shout. I think he's, um, definitely, we're starting to see the best of him. Um, I think against uh, Arsenal and Southampton, he was really good. Um, but yeah, I think like for me, it was between Saka and Tierney. I have gone for Saka. Um, I think seven goal contributions this season, which isn't loads, but I think six of those have come since he's moved to right wing. Um, so I think that is probably looking like that's going to be his position. I think... Pepe could potentially be one for next season that we're looking at once he's really starts to settle and be playing a better team. Um, but yeah, I think I felt Saka was the obvious one. But are we? Are we... I'm happy to put Saka forward. As... Yeah, no, I, I, I was uh, Saka was my first choice. I just thought uh, for his, for for Arsenal, it's like because the the Premier League has been quite poor, even though recently they went on a good spell. Then. Uh, Looking at the Europa League is also uh, somewhat important. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. But uh, yeah, moving on to um, a pretty straightforward one, maybe not as straightforward as some people might think, but uh, Aston Villa, um, you and have you gone for anyone other than the handsome devil with the big calves? Uh, I haven't gone for anyone other than that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think uh, as our resident Villa fan, you'll you'll know that. Sort of Matty Cash, Ollie Watkins, Douglas Louise, Emmy Martinez have all been very important and all have, have all had good seasons. Or to be fair, the whole the whole team's had good seasons. Uh no one's had a bad season at all. But yeah, how can you not go for, for Jackie Grealish? Uh yeah, Alex. Yeah, you, I have to agree. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I think it was the same last year. He absolutely walked the player of the player of the league for Villa um, I think now though he's he's numbers this year I'm not saying he's a world class player yet but his numbers have been world class and he's doing it in a mid table team rather than producing good numbers for a relegation team um, four man of the match awards um, most key passes per game and most chances created in Europe's top five leagues um, with only Kane having more assists um, just shows you the level he's taken his game to really um, so, yeah, pretty easy one. Um, moving on to Brighton, probably not quite as clear-cut. Um, I, myself, have gone for Yves saint Um, someone I've been very impressed with whenever I've watched him. Um, Brighton do have a bit more possession than your average um, side in the bottom half, but I think he cuts out so much danger for them. Still only 24 years of age and someone I could easily see playing for a very big club. Um, Alex, I know you're quite a fan of the way Brighton operate. Have you gone for someone else or are you on the Basuma um, train with me? I have gone for someone else, but I think Basuma is class. Uh, 
I went for Solly March, right? And I know he's injured for the rest of the season as of the other day. Um, but, but like this year, he's like stats don't really look too great, but he always looks like he sort of brings something. He creates a lot of chances and also Brighton miss a lot of chances. Uh, but like he seems to be someone who creates most of their things that happen going forward. And he's got a lot better on the ball, I think. And like since they've moved him into sort of a wing back position, uh, he just they look a lot stronger, especially when they play him over Dan Byrne, who knows a very different type of player. Um, but I think they always just look so much better when he's in the team compared to someone else. So I'm not going to uh, oppose Basuma, but I think Stanley March should uh, be given a mention at least. Uh, yeah, the other thing I would say, I think um, Lamptey would probably have been my obvious choice if it weren't for injuries. I think he's the main man there, but. But no, they've, they've done better than I thought they would without him, to be fair. Um, you And you can't give this to Graham Potter. You'll be disappointed to know. <laughs> but uh, who, who have you gone for? Well, uh, taken from Graham Potter's emotional intelligence degree, uh, what I would do is say that there's not a, an individual player of the season and that everyone has to do their job for everyone to work well and the team to operate. <laughs> um, however... Um, I do think sort of March has been uh, very good. He's very high in the uh, key passes per 90 stat. Uh, he's had a few assists. Uh, Trossard has had a, quite a few goal contributions, although I think a few performances where he definitely could have done better. Uh, but yeah, uh, when you look at uh, Big Eve St. Basuma, he's like been the standout. He's 4.7 uh, tackles and interceptions per 90s. He's ranked fourth on successful dribbles per 90 in the squad. Uh, which is obviously good. Like he's a he's a very uh, very tidy midfielder that can do it all. He's comfortable on the ball, and uh, yeah, I think he's been really good and uh, can definitely one day take the step up to a, a bigger team and be really important for a bigger team. Yeah, most definitely. The first couple of times I've watched him, I thought like, oh, I'd, I'd love to have him at Villa, and then watch him a few more times and think, oh no, he's definitely going to go somewhere somewhere <laughs> bigger than that. But um, but yeah, moving on to Burnley. Um, uh, who did we go to last time? We went to Alex. You and who have you gone for? Yeah, so, um, I mean, Ben Mee, their captain, is always up there. He's always uh, very good, very consistent. He's had a few standout performances, especially uh, against Liverpool. He did very well, apart from uh, one error, which could have meant that he would have had a woeful game. Uh, Tarkowski is also doing quite well, but I think, really, it can only be... Uh, Nick Pope. He's had six Man of the Match awards and I do think that Burnley, without him, would be uh, a lot closer, if not in the relegation zone. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it, it was always going to stem from that, um, if you'll forgive the expression, the magic triangle that is Tarkowski, me and uh, Nick Pope. Um, just because of the way Burnley play, really. But yeah, uh, Nick Pope's been outstanding again, really. Um, I think he would be knocking down the door for the England team if Southgate hadn't come out and said that he sees uh, he sees Pickford as the only standout. But he's got as many clean sheets as Fabianski and Lloris. When you consider where West Ham and Tottenham are in the league, that's pretty impressive. And they've only conceded a goal less than Man United. So they're obviously doing something right. Um, Alex, are you in agreement? I know you're a bit of a Nick Pope fan, but... I am a big Nick Pope fan, and uh, he was training down here earlier, and he, he looks good. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, completely agree with you both. Training at Turf Moor, do they? Yeah, yeah, well, Burnley, they, don't afford, they can't afford uh, 
can't afford a training ground because I spent it all on Charlie Taylor, the most average left back in the world. Yeah. Oh, there was a there was something uh, I was listening to today, uh, and. And uh, some guy was making the point that don't you just imagine that Sean Dyche after a game hops in the showers with the Burnley lads? <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely yeah. see that. I bet yeah, he works up a sweat. Apparently, Tony Pulis used to actually do that as well sometimes. Oh, that, I think I have heard that, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's not a nice. But yeah, one manager who might do that because he's still getting to know his players is Thomas Tuchel. Um, Maybe not an obvious one who Chelsea's player of the season is, unless you ask oh, Ewan. Oh, come on. Come I think on. there is an obvious it's one. It's the most obvious. It's it not, is, it is the, go it's on, the, give, the most obvious one. Have you gone for Mason Mount as well, have you, Alex? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't you? Like, he, the, I'm sure Ewan would love to tell us about his key passes stats um, or his chances created. But he, he my Mason Mount agenda has died down. He is clearly like their most creative player and when he's not in the team they look worse um yeah yeah I don't really want to listen to you and rave about him anymore I've gone for Mateo Kovacic I'm going to be outnumbered oh. but, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think I like he was their player this season last year he's very much continued or continued where he left off um he never never really gets a lot of credit but he's a very strong tackler and very tidy on the ball, as most Croatians are. Um, I appreciate the Mount's been decent and he's created a lot of good chances, but I think there's there's a lot of players in the league like him that don't get the plaudits that he's getting. Um, but yeah, um, I've gone for Kovacic. I thought Thiago Silva was an outside shout, but I think Chelsea just aren't threatened enough in some games. But I think he has had a very good impact on that back four. But um yeah, I feared we'd have to give it to Mount, and lo and behold, we have. Um, but moving on to Crystal Palace, you um, and who have you gone for? Uh, so really, there's there's two standout people. You've got uh, Eberich Eze or Wilfred Zahar. Um, Zahar, for quite a few years, has been looking brilliant and has been like a, a great player for Palace, but hasn't really put up uh, the numbers you could you really want from a player of his quality. But this year he's got nine goals and two assists. So 11 goal contributions in, what, 20-odd games. Uh, and I think that although Eze has been really good this season, I think that Zaha has been just that bit better and would be my player of the season so far. Um, yeah, Alex, anything different from you? Um, yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. And um, I saw a stat... Uh, when I was watching Palace against Newcastle, I think, where when Wilfred Zaha hasn't played, they've won two games and lost the other 17 or something. Yeah, I think I said that on the last pod as well. Oh, did you? (laughs) Right. Well, great. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, have to agree, Willie. Big Willie. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I think um, we've all been impressed by um, Eze's, how Eze's adapted to the league. Um, But yeah, the numbers naturally aren't as good as Zahar's yet, but I think, as you and said, Zahar's having a great season, even by his own standards. I think he's only need, he only needs one more to match his best ever Premier League tally. Um, I think he scored six more than any other Palace player. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they cope without him, because I think he's going to be out for a good few weeks with his injury. Um, but yeah, moving on to Everton. Um, 
On the surface, might look like a pretty straightforward one, but I think there's a lot of good players in this team. Um, Alex, what do you reckon? Well, I would say there's maybe three big players that you could say, um, but then, oh, I don't know, there's a lot of players you could put in this Everton one. Um, I think there's so many shouts that you couldn't really, like, say, what are you? Like, you're wrong. Um, so I went for Ducore. Um, like it. Just because I think he, like, he runs a lot of stuff and always a big fan of him at Watford. And he's just a bit of a tank as well, and I just like watching him play football. <laughs> like, he's just... He's just good to watch. Like he's a bit of a, I don't know. He can do everything. Like he'll defend, he'll attack. Obviously, he played really well against uh, Man United. Um, but then there's so many players just in that midfield. You could say there's also like Digne and um, DCL. But yeah, I, I, I stuck with my, I stuck with my, my, my big guns, literally. Lovely, uh, Ewan. What have you gone for? Um, yeah, I think I think there are there's quite a few players that have when they've played, have been really good, but just haven't quite got enough appearances like uh, under their belt to really be considered as the player of the season. Like, although like the number of appearances isn't like in a massive factor, but like some of these like Allen and Godfrey and Dinier are only on like, like uh, 12 to 14, uh, whereas some of the others are on like 22. Um, I think that, yeah, like, and then, like, you got Keane, Amina and Decore, who have all been really good, really solid. Um, I think, for me, it's out of DCL. Obviously, 13 goals. Been really impressive. Uh, and, yeah, uh, been been their main man at times. I think Richarlison's not had an awful season, despite, like, some people... Like, just because his contributions haven't been quite as up there as, like, you'd want from him. But he's, he's not been bad for me. I think in terms of best player, I'd go Rodriguez has been their best player. Uh, and as like whenever he's played, has just looked brilliant, has adapted to the Premier League really well. But I think just for what he's done for the team, or, or sort of, oh, not, uh, yeah, like Rodri, yeah. For player of the ah, oh. <laughs> sorry, uh, stumbling, stumbling over myself a bit. I'm not, I'm not too sure. It would be DCL or Rodriguez, but uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to throw a curveball and make gum gum for either of them. Um, I like both shouts. I think DCL's been fantastic. Um, I didn't put him in because of his recent goal drought. I think he only got one goal in nine games, um, but his numbers are still very impressive. Um, and decoray has been excellent as well. Um, like Alex said, there's not really anything he can't do. Um, Dinya and Allen have been superb at times, but just haven't been there every week. And I'm always impressed by Ben Godfrey. But I've actually gone for Richarlison. Um, I think he's only got the five goal contributions this season. Um, but Everton have lost. Um, in the four games he missed, Everton lost as many games as they have in the 17 games he's played. Um which I think tells you his importance. The one game they did win while he was while he was out is the first game they've actually won with him not playing since he joined. Um, so I think I think he's just so important to him. I think he's endless work rate um, just frees up space for Rodriguez to do what he does. I think Rodriguez is a brilliant player, um, but it's another one who's been in and out of the team. And um, yeah, just another just gives defenders something to worry about, which takes some of the uh, the onus off DCL. You can't just double up on him. Um, so, yeah, I've gone for a Charleston, but uh, 
think we're going to have to come to an agreement, really. Um, if we're going for an agreement, I will go for DCL. I think that's who I'd maybe put forward for a... Essentially, but I'd also agree with Decore. We could go for Decore. I'm pretty happy with Decore. I don't. I, f- I feel like it is a hard one. Like obviously, uh, DCL steals the headlines just because he's got a lot of goals. But I, I, I think like a lot of those goals have come from. Well, obviously, you've got to be there and put it in the back of the net, which is important. But a lot of it comes from the the hard work and creativity of like your your Dinier, Richarlison, and Rodriguez, and uh, Decore's. Yeah, Decore has been has been brilliant too. I. I, I don't I don't mind I think I think all of them Everton's one of them where there's uh, so many players that have been playing really well yeah yeah um, and all offering slightly different things uh, and I'd be happy with any of them. Um, we go yeah. for Ducore then, Alex. We'll go for Ducore. Yeah. I like yeah. I like that. I feel like yeah. we'll be a bit different. Go for Ducore because mm. most people go for DCL. Yeah, yeah, splendid. Like it. Um, so yeah, moving on to Fulham. Uh, sometimes it can be difficult to pick out the relegated teams because. If they were that good, would they be there? But uh, you and who have you gone for? I have gone for Andre, Frank, Sambo, Anguissa. Yes. Yes, queen. I think Lookman and... Well, Lookman's been really impressive as well. He's got three goals and three assists, which doesn't sound like much, but when you uh, take into account the fact that Fulham have only scored 15 goals all season, uh, it is actually a lot better. Then it sounds it's like thirty five percent of their uh, goals. Um, Deckled over Reeds popped up in a good in a few good places as well, but I think probably uh, Lutman felt more threatening than Deckled over Reed and looked more like he's going to uh, do something and create more. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, Frank Andre Frank Zambo and Gisa has been the most impressive player, and I just think he's looked really good. Uh, yeah, Alex, do you agree? Yeah, uh, I have to agree with you, and that's who I put. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but uh, I also really liked Ewan's use of the full name. I thought that was, I thought that was cool. If he's got um, four yeah, names, we've got to use them. Their best player whenever they play. Yeah, I yeah, think exactly. I think Andre Frank Zambo Anguissa should be part of the full names only. Uh, yeah, elite yeah, it squad. really should. It really yeah, should. yeah, like your Solly marches. Yeah, I think, but Solly marches actually Solomon yeah, March. I, I like, as, I like we, as we discovered, but. Uh, mm. But yeah, um, this is our first. Um, shame, actually. I think, oh no, this is our second unanimous decision, I believe. Um, initially, I wasn't. Um, I don't know. I, was, I didn't think there was a lot of obvious ones, but once I did some digging into the statistics, it became pretty apparent that Andre, Frank, Zambo, and Gisa was the one to go for. Uh, most dribbles per game for Fuller, most tackles, most interceptions, tied sixth in the league for interceptions actually, and eighty-five percent pass completion. Um, I said that I thought Eve Bassoon would probably be too good um, to come to Villa if he decides to move on. But if Fulham were to go down, uh, which I kind of hope they don't, I would bloody love um, Andre, Frank, Zambo and Gisa at the Villa. Um, so Andre, Frank, Zambo and Gisa, if you are watching, I'll have you. Um, because <laughs> keep doing you, because you are good. You are good. Um, and not, not a bad signing at all for 20, 20 million, I believe. Um but yeah, sticking with the um, newly promoted clubs, Leeds United, a uh, fair few contenders for this one. Uh, you and you're very in touch with Yorkshire life. How how do you uh, how do you see this one? Um, yeah, uh, there are quite a few contenders. I think 
Bamford's been really impressive. 17 goal contributions in 22 games when a lot of people thought that he, uh, he wasn't going to be particularly good in the Premier League or wasn't going to be uh, able to make that step. Uh, I think Luke Ayling has been a bit of a surprise package. He's been uh, bloody good as well. Um, I think for me, I'm going to go for Jack Harrison, though. I, I really like Jack Harrison. 10 goal contributions in 21 games. His third in key passes per 90 in the, uh, the squad. Only behind Rodrigo and Click. Uh, I think that he's been very important for Leeds. And and yeah, so uh, Jack Harrison. Um, yeah, Alex, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think Jack Harrison's a bit of an outside shout. Um, and I did put Bamford down, but I've just remembered that Rafinha exists. Um, I've not got any stats for him because I've only just remembered about him. But I think it's like, uh, yeah, I think it's, I'm going to go with Rafinha because every time he plays, he looks like the most creative player. He scores, he creates stuff. And like, he always looks so confident on the ball. And he's like, he's always in positions where he, he seems to be unmarked. Now, I don't know, maybe if that's just because of the lead style of play or because the other people are just not very good at defending. But, I, yeah, I don't know. He just he just always looks effective. So, I'm going to go for Rafinha. Yeah, I like, I like both those shots. I think when Leeds um, came into the league, I didn't think there was a lot of Premier League quality there. But I think there's now four or five genuine Premier League players there. And you've mentioned two of them. I think Click's had a good season. Like you say, Bamford, no one really seemed to believe that Bamford would do anything. I don't think anyone really wanted him to by the sound of it um, but the reason I didn't go for him is because of the amount of chances he does get I mean obviously his numbers are still good and he's, he when he gets those chances for himself but I think I think he's only I think he's second in the league for shots per game so you could argue maybe he should have more um, I've gone for Calvin Phillips which for our legions and legions of diehard fans probably won't be surprising because of how highly I speak of him um, but yeah I just think he's He's just settled into the Premier League so well. Leeds have in general, really, but um, joint most tackles per game, fourth in interceptions, fourth in key passes as well for someone who plays so deep. I think is um, is pretty impressive. They've only took, they've only got three points in the games he hasn't played, and I saw quite a good uh, good graphic when they played Leicester, and I think we'll all agree how good a player Yuri Tielemans is, and in four less starts, he's got. Um, well, not these stats of tackles per game, uh, per game but um, he's got six more key passes than Yuri Tielemans in four less starts. His passing accuracy is 3% higher. He averages a tackle per game more and more interceptions per game as well. Um, I think if he can add maybe a couple of goals to his game, although it doesn't necessarily need to in that Leeds team, I think he's going to be a real top midfielder for many years to come. But uh, yeah, we have, a, we have a decision to make. So mm. who do we reckon? I think that because we've all gone for different people, I think that I, I don't know. I sort of think that maybe that we go for the obvious choice and go for Hattrick Bamford. Well, I'm happy to go for Rafinha to be fair because he is excellent. I just think Phillips is the he, foundation. He's excellent. Role. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Well, I think I think all the players we've mentioned have been been pretty good, and that's why they have been mentioned. Uh, I think Jack Harrison's done it in a few more games than Rafinha uh, for me. Um, mm. But I think, I, I don't know, like Hat, uh, Hattrick Bamford has been been doing it all season and been been particularly good, been the focal point of a lot of Leeds praise. And he has got himself in his fantasy team. So I Yeah, know. I don't mind going for Bamford. I have warned him slightly after thinking he was a bit of a waste man. 
um, but he comes across really well in interviews. Um, and um, he did do a Z against Villa, which is obviously a blue symbol, but he's done that in many games since. So I don't think he just researched that to annoy Villa fans, although a lot of Blues fans put it on Instagram. Um, but uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go for it. <laughs> yeah, let's go for Hatchet Bamford. Yeah, but uh, a testament to Leeds, maybe, that they've got so many candidates. Um, moving on to a team that, for me, didn't have many candidates, not because they've been bad at all, um, just because the outstanding performances of one player. Um, Leicester, that is, of course. But you and who have you gone for? Well, I genuinely think that Leicester probably have the most candidates for me. I, I agree with him, actually. Uh, I, I was a bit surprised when you said there's only one. Yeah, I think the the person you might be talking about or I'll save that actually, but the candidates that I think have been been good, I think Fafana has been really good. I think Johnny Evans has been uh, really good. He's still he's been doing it for so long, and he's he's still doing it really well in a in a centre back partnership that he's not been used to. Uh, I think James Justin, everyone can say that he's had a brilliant season coming into the team and uh, performing very well. Uh, and then Yuri Tielemans has been brilliant. Uh, Vardy has been quite good uh, as he always is I guess like because he gets so many goals in general like although he has had quite a few penalties uh, James Madison's been pretty fantastic six goals and five assists I think for me uh, it was between Harvey Barnes and James Madison Barnes has got seven goals and three assists I think although James Madison has played slightly less games but he, he has like through injury or whatever but he has like been come on as a sub uh, for quite a few. Like, so he's still got overall 21 appearances and he's got the most key passes per 90. And he's the man that makes Leicester tick. I think that I'm going to go for Madison, although Barnes is really close. I think so. What about you? Have you leaned towards the man who once put on a West Brom shirt? Or? I have leaned towards uh, Johnny Evans, yes. Um, no, I'm joking. I went for Harvey Barnes, but basically the exact same as you, and I just went the other way. Um, like, if you, if Gig decides James Madison, I won't be annoyed. I just think, like, Barnes, obviously, like, he just he just seems to score so much. I don't know if it's because there's just always memes about it as soon as he does, but he scores so often, and also he, he scores bloody good goals. Like, you don't see him score, like, a, a little tap-in, do you? He always... Like it seems to beat someone, then finesse it into the far bottom yeah. corner or something. He's just he's just really good to watch, and he also seems like a a, a very nice guy. So I'm yeah, he puts in a lot of effort as well. Like he's always mm. and he's such a strong dribbler. I think like he's just direct and uh, and quick and good balance. Yeah, he's bloody well, lovely, any. Yeah, I've been impressed with Barnes, but I think it absolutely like no doubt for me has to be Wesley Fofana. Um, I think the way he's coming to the Premier League at the age of 19 for a fairly big price tag for a player we hadn't really heard of and just looks so comfortable. He's playing in the middle of a back three, he's playing in the right of a back three, he's playing in the back four, and he's looked so comfortable every time. Um, he has a bit of a threat in the opposition box as well. I don't think he's scored, but he always looks like he might offer something. I think he's been superb. And I think like everyone before the season was talking about Canate and maybe Koundé and Upa Meccano is the sort of young, up-and-coming centre-backs. But I think this boy is nailed on to be a world-class centre-back before long. Um, I think every, I just in, I could watch Leicester just to watch Wesley Fofana, to be honest. Um, he's that good. I think I'd probably go for Tielemans over Barnes as well. I think he's superb. And Leicester is just superb. Yeah, they've noticed him even more yeah. with Ndidi missing. I do like Barnes. Um, the thing I would say about Madison... 
is that it's been sort of one purple patch. I know he wasn't, he had his injury troubles, but I think 10 of his 11 goal contributions have been in the last 12 games, I believe. Um, I, I just love a consistent performer. Um, I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm pretty sold on Fafana, but. I'm happy to put Fafana down, to be fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I. No, I'm going for Barnes. I'm sticking. Oh, okay. I'm going for Harvey Barnes. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with my big guns and. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, um, oh, I, I, I feel like Geek feels very strongly about it, whereas I'm, I'm quite, you know, happy to say like five different players. Well, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, it was a while ago, but we all went for Fafana in our team of the season so far, I believe. Mm. First ever episode that was. Yeah. Uh, TV. So if, if if people are still listening, then I'm sorry. I think if he, yeah, I think yeah, he's no, still, um, I think he's still like a very strong team of season candidate as long as he stays fit. I think. But then is it is it all down to being able to play next to Johnny Evans that makes you uh, look so good? I don't know. Johnny Evans is pretty phenomenal gig before you start pulling a face. I wasn't. I wasn't going to say that he's not a good player. I just think Fofana's better, especially when you consider the age and the experience. Yeah, Fafana will, will be better, but yeah, but uh, right now Johnny Owens is a bloody player. No, uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to go with Fafana. I think what he's done has been uh, extremely impressive. Yeah, we'll go with Fafana. Okay, Fafana, thanks guys. I'll have to lock him in. Oh, no, no, should we just go for the whole Leicester team? <laughs> I, I, I think we could do that. You know, we could just give it to Brendan because he's a nice guy and he's doing a good job, a very good job. Yeah, but you don't play very much. No, that's true. Um, but yeah, moving on to Liverpool, a uh, bit of a ropey season for them. Um, by their very high standards, but still some impressive performances. Uh, Ewan, who have you gone for? Yeah, um, as you said, a little bit ropey. Their front three uh, have all got over 10 goal contributions in the league. Uh, but I think I think Andy Robertson and Fabinho have also been really good. I'm sort of torn, betwa- oh, torn between, uh, I think, Fabinho and Mo Salah. Uh, but I think I'm just edging it towards Mo Salah because even like even though he doesn't get all the credit, he's like ne- like we don't necessarily talk about him as having an amazing season, but he's still top uh, top scorer in the league. Um, he's still got over 20 goals this season for Liverpool. Uh, he's just a fantastic player, and we'd come to expect him getting so many goals and goal contributions. Uh, and I just think, yeah, he's a brilliant player, and I'd go for Mo Salah. Um, yeah, what about you, Alex? Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. And like, what, as you said, I think it's about. I think people don't think he's having a good season because of expectation. Because of obviously that year he got like thirty-two goals a few years ago. But he scored sixteen goals this season, and he's top scorer in the Premier League. And everyone's sort of saying he's having a bad year. I think that just shows. Well, they're not saying he's had a bad year. Yeah, they're just not like, really talking about him. Like, but yeah, but that just shows the quality of him that he's sort of almost going under the radar with 16 goals in 22 games. Like, that's ridiculous. If that was even if that was Harry Kane, would be going on. I mean, I know he's got that well, but like, I just think it's ridiculous that he's not being talked about in the same way that he's been talked about for the last few years because he's clearly just so important to them. And I think he's maybe more being let down by the rest of the side more than him letting down the side. So, yeah, I think it's got to be Salah. I think Fabinho is an all right shout though. I can see why you'd go for him. Yeah, I I was thinking it was between Salah and Fabinho for me as well. I think the one thing I would say about Salah, I'm a very big fan of his, but I think he scored seven or eight penalties this year out of his 15 goals. I know he's still got to score them, but that is a little bit high for me for Liverpool. Um, 
I just think um, I always felt Liverpool would really, really struggle without Van Dijk. And I think the only reason they didn't was because of the form of Fabinho. Um, and I think up until Christmas, they were still the best team in the league, largely because of Fabinho's ability to drop in at centre-back. I think they kept clean, he played 14 games there. They've kept six clean sheets in that time, only lost three of those. Um, second most tackles, second most blocks, third most interceptions. Um, I'm happy to have Salah in there. I just think Fabinho has been a bit more important given the injury to Van Dijk, but it seems I am outweighed. Um, yeah, I mean, Fabinho was obviously second for both of us. Um, but he definitely, I, I, I guess, like what he's done has been sort of more impressive. Sort of when the teams needed him, he's been there. Uh, there's been periods needed goals and they're just not getting them. And although like Salah has scored so many, uh, there's been goal routes where you've thought like, come on, like you're the man that needs to step up here and do it. Whereas Fabinho has been taken out of his natural position and stepped up and been a phenomenal centre-back. And uh, and when he's been playing there, it's they've looked good. Uh, and when he's not there, you see how much they miss him. Uh, and obviously they miss him in the midfield as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I suppose for what he's done for the team uh, and how he's adapted, Fabinho's definitely... Uh, yeah, I, I'd be happy to go with Fabinho. Yeah, me too. I'm happy with that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Not winning. Hashtag lol. Um, but yeah, um, I think, yeah, just worth pointing out again, although I've already won my case. Um, he has, if you look at who he's played with the large part, he has been the senior centre-back as well. He's played with John Henderson, um, Nico Williams, who's been poor for the most part. Nate Phillips has been okay. Um, but I think largely been helped by Fabinho. Um, he hasn't looked like a defensive midfielder out of position at all, really. Um but yeah, moving on to the current league leaders um, and potential champions elect, uh, Manchester City. Unsurprisingly, a lot of candidates for this one. Um, Alex, who have you gone for? Well, you say a lot of candidates, and I do agree. I think there's two main ones, and it's for me, it's between Ruben Diaz or Gundogan. Um, like, Gundogan seems to have just turned into basically doing De Bruyne's job. Uh, since Bruyne has got injured and he's scored so many goals. He looks just so good on the ball as well. He always looks dangerous. Whenever he's running with it, I just I, I don't feel like he's going to lose the ball. I feel like something's going to happen. Um, he does like a dive, which I don't uh, enjoy. I've seen him dive a Everyone few times. Everyone dives, Alex. Yeah, oh, yeah, but but it's, it is so annoying. It is annoying. Like, and some do it a lot more than others. Yeah, I reckon I've seen Gundogan dive at least twice in most games that I've watched him play in. Um, but Ruben Diaz, like, the way he's shored up that defence as well, like, he is the reason for that. And they... You don't think City will lose because he's playing, like... And that means the City will probably win because they will definitely score at least one. So, uh, I'm going to edge it to Ruben Diaz for me. Uh, yeah, what about you, Ewan? Um, so... I think Diaz is a uh, is a good shout, and I think that he has been really good. Uh, Gundogan obviously deserves a mention. Jao Cancelo deserves a mention. Uh, Phil Foden's been brilliant when he plays, but I think just hasn't got quite enough minutes. Uh, he's just over a thousand in the league, so maybe just not quite enough to uh, be in the conversation. Um, however, I'm actually going to go for De Bruyne. I think that. Like, because we expect it, we're sleeping on him a little bit. I think he's got 
three goals and 10 assists in the league. Uh, and then in the Champions League, he's got four assists in two appearances, which is uh, pretty pretty outrageous. Um, to a game, almost. Well, yeah, it's to a game. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, he's also got five man of the matches in the Premier League. And I think he's been out with injury uh, a fair few games, but he's still got 16 appearances or 16 starts in the league. And... Compared to the other players in Man City, that's about the same for pretty much all of them. I think uh, Gundogan's on 15 because they have such depth. They rotate so much uh, that even with the injuries, De Bruyne's played just as many games. And when he has played, he's Kevin De Bruyne and he's excellent. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I do like the De Bruyne shout because um, he just is so good. Um, I'm a big fan of anyone in the City team, really. Um, but on a similar note to Fafana, I think it sort of had to be Diaz. I think Cancelo's been excellent. Um, I think Gundogan and Foden have been really good, but more over the last couple of months rather than the whole season. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I'm, obviously they're better for having De Bruyne in, but they look a bit more balanced now that they're not just trying to go through De Bruyne at any opportunity. Um, but yeah, as you say, Alex, it does stem from Ruben Diaz. I think when... Um, at times when City's attack hasn't been in full flow because they've not had Jesus or Aguero, um, they can win. They can nip games um, with one nil, which they maybe wouldn't have before because of they know that they have that defensive foundation. I think of the twenty-five games he's played in all comps, they've won eighteen, drawn six, lost one, um, kept sixteen clean sheets, and only conceded ten goals in that period. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that. John Stones, Jao Cancelo, and probably Zinchenko as well, are all playing the best football they've played at the club since Diaz has come in. I think he's just shored up, shored up that entire back four. Um, you could argue maybe he should be doing that as a £65 million centre-back, but for a 23-year-old that's only ever played in Portugal, I've been so impressed by him since ever since he came into the team, really. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm it's, very happy with the Diaz show. Like, I think he's I think he's so important to them. Yeah, I think like it's a bit early to say, like compared to a Van Dyke impact, they're not like ninety point level yet, like Van Dyke made them. But it is that kind of vibe, and he's five years younger than Van Dyke was. Yeah, yeah. You and are you happy with uh, Ruben Diaz? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy with uh, Diaz. I think he has been uh, really good and really important for uh, City. Uh, I don't think he's been as good as De Bruyne, but then who is going to be as good as De Bruyne? Uh, mm. I think it's also just what he brings to him. Yeah, who's been more important this season? Yeah, like yeah. even though De Bruyne's individual performances uh, might have been slightly more important, I think uh, the lift that Diaz has brought to the team uh, has been clear. Yeah, it's like you take De Bruyne out and you pre- City have proven they can still win games. Whereas with, I mean, they're City, they can always win games, but when if you were to take Diaz to the other side, they'd win less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on to the uh, red half of Manchester, uh, a pretty straightforward one. You feel you and who have you gone for? Uh, I have gone for the Scottish Zidane, Scott McTominay. Have you really? Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wish I wish I could. I have I bloody love McTominay sometimes. Uh, he is good. Although sometimes, yeah, just is he good enough? But he's he's a uh, he's nice to watch. Like he's just got a got a uh, a good demeanour about him. And anyone who um, scores against two goals against Leeds is uh, always yeah. in my good books. 
Yeah, uh, I think Rashford is definitely in with a shout, especially like when, like you can you look at his goal contributions. He's got eight goals and six assists in the league. Uh, he's performing really well, but and then Luke Shaw as well. He's been an excellent creator in all of uh, in all of United's games. Uh, in the Champions League, they obviously didn't do too well, but Rashford again got six goals, which is pretty phenomenal uh, in uh, five games and one sub appearance. But overall, it's uh, it's got to be Bruno Fernandez. He's got twenty one goal con or no twenty two goal contributions in the league. He has been absolutely fantastic since he's come in, and uh, I thought this season there's no way that he's going to do what he did the second half of last season. But he's absolutely been able to and proven us proving to all of us that he's uh, one of the best players in the world. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think um, there's a lot of players who've had very good seasons for Man U, but realistically they are all fine for second. Um, I think for a 26-year-old to come in to the biggest club in the world, really, and sort of carry them on his back for a whole year and produce the number of years while still learning the Premier League, have been fantastic. The only question mark over him is that big game performance, but as we've touched on, I think some of that is down to United's tactics in those games as well. Um, but yeah, just just superb. Um, and just you can always rely on him in a big moment to come up with something. Um, I know Maguire has the armband, but Bruno is the, the leader of that team, really. You feel like now he's, he's just raised a lot of other players to another level. You look at Shaw's performances. Um, McTominay and Fred, like you say, uh, Rashford is probably playing his best football in a Man U shirt, and then you bring in people like Cavani to support that, and they're only going to grow. Um, it's kind of like Captain Phillips when the smiling pirate comes on the boat and looks Tom Hanks in the eye and goes, "I am the captain now." You know, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like that, um, but uh, <laughs> well, not as violent. Bruno Fernandez will be uh, very happy to be <laughs> <laughs> compared to a smiling pirate, but uh, but yeah. Um, I've said all that, but Alex might disagree. Who have you gone for, Alex? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with both of you. I don't think there's much more ne else needed to say, really. Splendid. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on to Newcastle. Um, pretty turbulent season for them, which seems to be the norm in recent years, but they do seem to be on the up. Performances have improved. Uh, Alex, who have you opted for as your player of the season for Newcastle? So... I haven't actually picked anyone because I was just not really sure who to go for. There's so many players that have like been all right, but they haven't had a standout player. Like it's a bit of an okay-ish season. There's nobody as well that I would say is like the main reason why they're doing all right or like not in that relegation battle. So I I've really struggled. I think if I had to pick one person, I'd probably go with Callum Wilson. But maybe that's because like he started well and then he dropped off and then he started playing well again. But I don't know. It's the life of a striker, though, isn't it? In a it is the life of a, team. It's the life of a, any striker who's not well, yeah, in the top five scorers. Yeah, it's happened to Watkins and Bamford and DCL as well, in fairness. Mm. It's not necessarily so, exclusive to him. I think I'm probably going to go with Callum Wilson. Um, not because I think he's been fantastic, but I don't think anyone in that Newcastle team has been particularly shit. I don't think anyone's been particularly great either. I think they're all pretty... They've had all fairly average seasons. I would maybe go for like Sam Maxman, but obviously he's been injured. So, um, well, I would actually argue that uh, Callum Wilson has been pretty fantastic. Alex, um, ten goals and five assists in twenty-three games, I believe. Um, 
I think he has scored three or four penalties. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think anyone would have wanted him um, when Bournemouth got relegated. He was pretty pretty uh, hot, and it, it was obvious last year when Newcastle's top scorer was John Joe Shelby with six goals that this was the area they needed to strengthen. Um, and he's done just that. He's contributed to sixty percent of their goals. Um, yeah, and just a quality Premier League striker, and he's only going to benefit from the likes of St Maximum and Fraser coming back into the team. So, yeah, I think, I know what you're saying, Alex, like, I didn't appreciate, I didn't think his numbers were as good as they were. Um, but, yeah, I think the stats have won it for him, for me. What about you, Ewan? Um, I think that, yeah, Wilson's definitely the standout for me. I think um, Almiron has looked good at times, but not at the same level. Uh, I do think Cole Darlow could be in with a shout. He's had quite a few decent performances, uh, but I think overall I'd go for Wilson. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think um, partly it was my, our ego because um, we put Cole Darlow in not good enough in our goalkeeper tier list that we couldn't then say he was Newcastle's player of the season, but I think he makes a lot of decent saves, um, but because he makes so many, it maybe makes him look better than he is. He doesn't pull off a lot of outrageous savers, you know what I mean? But no, he's definitely been good. But yeah, Wilson has been the star for me. Um, moving on to a team that haven't really had any stars, but have improved of late. Sheffield United, um, pretty pretty tough one to give a player of the season so far too. But Ewan, have you managed to find him one? Um, yes, I have. Uh I think that recently John Flex looked fairly bright. Um, I think David McGoldrick has the most goal contributions, but that's still not many in for Sheffield. <laughs> Apart from when he plays uh, against Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ronaldo Goldrick. Uh, um, I don't know. I think that overall I'd go for Ampadu. I think that he's just looked pretty good uh, every time that I've watched him. But like, it's one of them where there's not really that many standouts, and I think it, it, it's yeah. I, I just yeah, Ampadu. Alex, I know you sort of struggled to pick one. Do you have any more thoughts? Um, I didn't actually think about Ampadu, and I think that's a good shout. Um, of late, Billy Sharp seems to have picked up a bit of form. Um, he scored a couple of goals, but like yeah, as you would said, David Mitchell said top scorer with five goals. Um, so I think. It's, yeah, it's hard to say an attacking player for them, but then it's also quite hard to say a defensive one because they're not great at either, um, hence why they're bottom of the league. But yeah, Ampadu I'm happy with because he, he seems to play like fairly well most like whenever I've seen him. Um, but then also Egan could have been a shout for sort of the same reason because I think they miss him a bit more when he... Because like, he's, he's missed a couple of games, I think. And he's been... He's been played well against us. Yeah, well... Oh, I don't know. It's just whoever, lads. I'm, it's Chef you, they're shit. Wow. Wow. So they're going to go above you in the league before long, though. Um, oh, they will, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I went for. I came to the same conclusion that it had to be a defender. Um, they. I don't think they've lost any game because of their defence, really. I think they've conceded less goals than Southampton. Um, don't mention the 9 0. Don't mention the 9 0. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I went for Chris Basham. Um, I, I thought Amsterdam was a decent shout, but I think he's still got a mistake in him, which is understandable for a 20-year-old centre-back. Um, but yeah, I think Basham's got the most tackles and interceptions per 90. Um, 
I think the thing that just swayed it is that if Southampton, uh, if Sheffield are going to stay up, I think they'll look back on that win against West Brom as the sort of catalyst for it and Basham was man the match. But I mean, it's that is how little it is between their players because obviously none of them have been brilliant. So I'm happy to go for Ethan and Padu. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, I, as you said about uh, like Basham being the most in tax and interceptions, I think his and Ampadu's are like ridiculously close, yeah. like yeah. Uh, per night, like a point one in between it. Yeah, I've also been impressed by Jaden Bogle, but obviously he's only come in since the injury yeah, to yeah. George Baldock, so uh, mm. yeah, hadn't really played enough. Um, but yeah, moving on, um, as mentioned, Southampton, um, quite a few candidates for this one. Um, Alex, who have you gone for? Um, I went with Danny Ings. I feel like that's the prob- probably like the safe bet. Um, he scored so many goals, and he is just so important because, like Jay Adams, as much as I think he's a really good player, and he is obviously a striker, he he's sort of like not a goals man, if you know what I mean. He offers other stuff as like goals is isn't what I'd say. He's like Jay yeah, Adams a bit of a target in the game. Yeah, and like I think he, he sort of he plays more for the team. Sort of like you know what we were saying about like Rodrigo for Leeds a few episodes ago. Um, yeah. But that also makes me think that if Ings was to get injured, I don't really know where Southampton would get many of their goals from. I know they've got some players like Gineppo, who I really rate. He looks like really good on the ball and stuff, but he's, again, not a goals man, and he doesn't start every game either. I think he was injured for a bit. Um, I think the main uh, people that you go for otherwise would be Ward-Prowse or Vestergaard, but I think Ings is like more important than those two. I think if he was to be out for the rest of the season, that's where they'd miss the most out of any of their uh, other key players um, yeah what about you um, yeah I, I think Danny Ings has been fairly good uh, I do think uh, Chad Adams has got four goals and four assists he's had an alright season uh, Vestergaard yeah when he's been playing he's been been really good been really bright for Southampton but for me it's uh, James Ward-Prowse he's uh, five goals five assists from centre mid he's got the most key passes per 90 um, I think that he's, he's sort of stepped up uh, this year and just become even more important for Southampton. Uh, I think that they'd miss him more than Danny Ings if one of them were to leave. Uh, might be a bit out there of a shout. But yeah, I think James James Ward-Prowse has been, been really good this season, so I'd go for him. Yeah, I think Ings is the obvious one when you look at Southampton because he's their talisman, but he has missed a fair bit of football this season. I think Vestergaard was head and shoulders for me um, until his injury. And I think you look at their form since his injury, um, I think they'll be really grateful to have him back. But he's just missed a bit too much football for me to put him in that bracket. Um, but yeah, for me, it's between KWP and JWP. Um, Ward-Prowse obviously had 10 goal contributions, as he said, Ewan. But I've gone for uh, Kyle Walker-Peters just because I think... James Ward-Prowse is probably more important, but I think Carl Walker-Peters is a better right-back than James Ward-Prowse is a centre-mid. Um, I don't think he ever really puts a foot wrong. He might not be as electrifying as some of the modern fullbacks that we're used to, but I've never really seen him have a bad game. And although Spurs have got options in that position and Doherty looked a really good signing, and it has, although it hasn't really worked out, I think it was a surprise that they let a 23-year-old right-back go. Um, for relatively cheap, I think they might have got Hoiberg as sort of part of that deal. Um, but even so, I think Spurs have kind of let a very, very promising young right back go among many in England, really. But um, but yeah, so we've gone for three different players. I'm quite happy to go for Ward Prowse. Um, 
though, to be fair. Yeah, I'm K- happy to KWP's, KWP's definitely up there. But when, when you look back at the season and you see sort of the most important moments, I think uh, JWP has been like the... Uh, the one that's been the the catalyst in a yeah. lot of those and 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 won some important points. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for I'm happy for Wardy. Um, so yeah, moving on to uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Alex, who have you gone for? Well, I think actually that our uh, our Tottenham fan of the group should go first to this one. Ooh, um, so so I, I I think uh, let Ewan go first on this. Um, yeah, it's been a, a bit of a mixed bag for Tottenham at times. Sometimes they've been looking really good. Sometimes they've not been looking so good. Uh, Tangoy and Dembele and Pierre-Emile Hoiberg have been uh, very good at times, as has uh, Son. He's racked up a lot of goal contributions, 13 goals and six assists. Uh, he's been very good. However, I think the uh, the main man has has definitely been... Uh, Harry Kane. He's got 13 goals and 11 assists. Uh, he's, that means he's leading the way in goal contributions. He's got nine Man of the Match awards. Uh, that's like getting Man of the Match every other game pretty much in his 20 appearances. I think he's an absolutely fantastic player. Uh, absolutely love him. Uh, up the Spurs and that's why I'm going for Harry Kane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I have agreed with him though. To be fair, Harry Kane is uh, easily, easily the man. Yeah, I mean today it is to do. They're right. Um, as you say, Hoiberg's been excellent, and uh, and Dombele really gets my juices flowing. Um, and that's before he's even playing football. But um, but now I think yeah, you look at the numbers Kane's producing, um, scoring as many goals as he normally does, and now he's got the assists, which. Probably didn't even need, but he's got the most in Europe's top five leagues. Um, been absolutely superb. So, yeah, pretty pretty easy one. Um, but, yeah, moving on to maybe not so easy one. They're uh, victims at the weekend, West Bromwich Albion. Um, Alex, you passed the book last time, so I'll come back to you. Um, who, who do you think has been the Marty Albion's best player this season? Um. I've gone for Romain Sawyers. Hey, um, no, he's actually uh, the second worst player in the league, according to who scored behind. Can you guess? Oh, look who's done the who scored train. Ramsdale. I know, yeah. You and I feel like you could have a guess. It's not Ramsdale. Uh, what, in, in the whole of who scored or West Brom? In, uh, no, in the whole of who scored, but it's like who has played five games or more, I think. Uh, don't know, don't know. It's Rian Brewster. Oh, really? Yeah, he's played 18 games and no goals or assists, so oh. he's not he's not going to have a great one. Um, no, I've gone for Mateus Pereira. I don't really think there's anyone else you can say. Um, well, no, actually, there's one other person you could say, which would be Sam Johnston. Um, he's also been pretty good but I think Pereira like whenever he's not playing it just doesn't look like we've got a chance of scoring whereas when he is playing it's like okay well if we nick one and somehow keep a clean sheet then you never know but uh, yeah Pereira is he's, he's just, he is just quite good at football and he deserves to be at a much better club than us because I think if he would say in 
I know like a Southampton or something, he, he I think his stats would go so well. They could shoot up if he had a better striker and a better midfielder, midfield behind him. Like, oh, he, he could be so much better than he is. He's just surrounded by shifters, basically. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't you agree? Um, yeah, I think uh, surrounded by shitters is uh, a bit harsh, Alex. <laughs> uh, there are definitely some good players there. But yeah, Pereira is uh, at the top of the key passes per 90. He's got two key passes per 90, which in a team where you barely have any of the ball or under pressure all the time and just are threatened not to be able to do much. He's, he's the man that can actually do something in the team. He's got five goals and three assists, which doesn't sound like that much, but uh, it's they're absolutely massive while you're playing for West Brom. Uh, and he has he has been uh, one of the only bright spots. Connor Townsend has played well when he has played, but has only got 10 appearances. Uh, Connor Gallagher started off really well, and I think he has still played quite well. Um, I think there's a little bit of frustration, just like diving unnecessarily. Um, but he is... Too many player. yellow cards for him, I think. He's I don't mind. seven Get- already. Get the yellows. It it doesn't doesn't affect me. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think Conor Gallagher's also yeah in there with a shout has been good. Kyle Bartley has been good, but then can you really give it to a centre back that's uh, or Sam Johnston? Can you give it to a centre back or goalie that's conceded like fifty plus goals already this season? That and was I think, my reasoning, not for Johnston. Yeah, yeah, I think like with the very little amount of the ball that Pereira gets and what he's asked to do for the team. Like he has done more than enough, and just needs people around him that can actually uh, create a decent team. But, mm. um, but yeah, yeah I mean, somewhat academic now because you both gone for Pereira, but I did go for Conor Gallagher. Um, he's the only West Brom player that's legitimately impressed me this season. Um, I've been watched a couple of times. Someone's gone, like someone said to me, "Oh, he looks good." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's on loan from Chelsea." And they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, that explains it." Like. <laughs> you can just see he's on like a, a bit of a high level. I appreciate that Pereira's produced some good numbers while being pretty starved of service. Um, but I believe he has scored three penalties, which kind of, you know, but mm, I don't mind putting two penalties against Black. No, uh, yeah, two penalties against uh, Wolves and a penalty against Blackpool. But then yeah. also, though, two penalties against Wolves, like that, that's after a big game. You know, there's a lot of pressure in most penalties. But, but yeah, and he's also the one just like two two key passes per night in uh, a team that's starved of the ball is very good. Also, that free kick against Everton. Whoa. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to put him in. I, I definitely can see why you'd go for him. Um, Gallagher's just impressed me a bit more. I think Bartley has been decent, but like you say, I don't think he's actually played that many games. Um, he's been left out a fair bit, which probably suggests he's a quality player if Big Sam is leaving him out. Um, and Sam Johnson, on a similar note to Darlow, I think has just made a lot of good saves because of the team he's in rather than like worldies if you know what I mean um, but yeah. yeah but I I think like a worldie save like there's not like a lot of them the sort of where you see them stretching so far like they don't come about too often and if they do a lot of it is because your positioning probably didn't start in a great place like I think I think like uh, a goalkeeping masterclass you don't have to be made looking like a cat the whole time I think it's your your decision making of when to come out um, where to go like where to put the pressure on the striker to force them to shoot to a certain place and uh, and uh, cut down the angles like and your positioning like is is just as important as the as the save 
uh, in the as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I agree to an extent. Like it does come down to positioning, but there's very few saves I've seen him make that I thought he, sh- he I wasn't expecting him to save. If you know what I mean, like Oblak still makes a lot of worldies. Like mm. if you know what I mean. But yeah, um, but yeah, Mateus Pereira is our West Bromwich Albion vote. Um, moving on to West Ham United. Um, I think I think we know who it might be. One of the nicest men in football. Um, you and who have you gone for? Uh, yeah, I've gone for the uh, the potato salad eating man himself. I've gone for Thomas Suchek. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Love the bloke. Uh, just a great guy. Eight goals um, at, from DM. Uh, the most goals in a West Hampshire. I think he's bloody good. Uh, yeah, Alex, agree. Uh, I have agreed, although I do think he's a bit violent, like what he did against Mitrovic. Yeah, disgusting. Fucking disgraceful. Um, but yeah, no, uh, obviously, Suchek, I think he's, he's just a standout player. The West Ham have got a, a squad of players that all look decent, like Jared Bowen, I think, would be in with a shout, but just Suchek has just been so far ahead that, yeah, I think uh, I think he has to be in a man for me. Yeah, um, I think Craig Dawson's been excellent since he came to the team, but ultimately he just hasn't done it for as long. Uh, yeah, he's only, got eight, he's only got eight uh, yeah. appearances. But I think, so. like, although they've been good all season, their form's really picked up since he came in. But yeah, it does kind of has to, have to be Suchek. I think since he's been in the Premier League, I think I think he might be top of non-penalty goals for midfielders. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, which is pretty outrageous, really. Um, and I think he, um, he's got more, he's won more aerial duels than, uh, double the aerial duels than anyone currently at the club. I think Hallerad was near there, but still ultimately far less, which isn't surprising really when you look at the goals he scored. Um, but yeah, moving on to the uh, final club, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Bit of a rough season for them. Um, Alex, who have you opted for? Um, sort of the same with Newcastle. I didn't really know who to go with because they've had a bit of a a season where like nobody's really done loads. Like off the top of my head that like, Really pick up. I mean, I think Rui Patricio has had an okay year. Uh, Adama Traore has been very disappointing, which maybe thinks makes me think that whoever was, uh, I think you always spoke, I think quite badly of him, gig. Yeah, just no uh, end product, really. Yeah, and I mean, well, he's shown that with, I think, one assist and no goals all season. Um, I think Jean Martino has been all right. Ruben Nevers has been all right. So I'm probably going to go for one of those two. Um, maybe I'm making a glaring mistake. I think Connor Cody is also overrated as fuck, which is why I've not really mentioned him. Ouch. Um, yeah, I've got, I thought Pedro Neto was probably the, the leading one. Yeah. Um, Willie Bolly's had a decent season, but has had his fair share of injuries. I think if I think I'd probably lean towards Neto because he's only 20 and he's been their only real attacking outlet since um, Jimenez got injured. Uh, four goals and four assists, which equates to a third of Wolves' goals this season, most key passes. And out of those who have started three games or more, only Moutinho has a higher pass completion, um, which I think is pretty impressive for someone who plays that high up the pitch to complete as many passes as he does. Um, but yeah, the the fact that he's joined top scorer with Jimenez, who's missed half the season, I think gives you an indication of the problems we're also having, um, which we're not enjoying at all. It's not it's not nice at all. But uh, yes, you and what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I don't think Adama Chayore is as bad as you two uh, say he is. I, I think he's still all right. 
Uh, I think you two just like to shit on him because he's, you don't just like look at his numbers. Uh, yeah, but he does. He does a Dan lot. And James weighs more than him, so yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think um, if he'd had if he'd played more games, Romain Sice would be up yeah. there as well. He's only got fourteen appearances, but whenever he plays, he looks really solid, and he's he's bagged a few goals, which have been quite important for them. Uh, and I think he used to be more of a, a DM, but he's playing as a, a centre-back quite a bit this season. Um, but yeah, I think Pedro Noto has been their, their sort of best performer, as you said, four goals and four assists uh, in a team that's not scored many goals. Uh, they haven't conceded that many either, but um, yeah, no, Pedro Neto for me. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I um, actually forgot about him. Yes, that's a good show. They've got Johnny Otto back now, um, so... He's obviously a very important player for them. I'm always quite impressed with Dendonka now I see him, but I don't think he's had a brilliant season. I think Pedro Neto is probably leading the way and has definitely got a, a bright future ahead of him. Um, so, yeah, Pedro Neto for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, but, yeah, that is it for our uh, player of the season so far for each of the Premier League clubs. Uh, thank you very much for watching or listening or both. Um, be sure to follow us on social media. All three of them, all three of them. Make sure you follow us on all three of them. Um, the link will be in the bio. But uh, yeah, anything, any any parting messages from the boys or tell your dad. Tell, make sure your dad get listens. Oh, why is it you and dads, man? I don't know. Daddy issues, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, on that note, um, yeah. Peace and love. Keep it real. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you.